Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. How to increase and release your faith. You need to understand that God has given to everyone a measure of faith. So no one can say, well, I don't have any faith. You have a measure of faith. Romans chapter 12 tells us that God's dealt to everyone or given to everyone a measure of faith. Amen. And you might say, well, I don't know. It seems like my measure is so small. Jesus said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, as small as a mustard seed. So it's not necessarily the size of the faith. It's the application of the faith. He said, if you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, it will come to pass. So for most people, it's not necessarily a lack of faith. It's, it's a lack of application of faith. You have faith. You just have to begin to apply it. You have to begin to believe it and speak it. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 says, we having the same spirit of faith, According as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Now, you are a believer, aren't you? Who's a believer here today? Who's a believer? Do your job. Believe. But what do I do with what I believe? You have to believe and you have to speak. That's how you release your faith. Faith is released by speaking. Now, faith comes by hearing God's word. But now you have faith when you hear God's word. But faith is released when you speak it. That is the spirit of faith. Having the same spirit of faith. What is it talking about? You look, at, you look in the Bible. You see all those heroes of, heroes of the faith. Amen. You can have the same spirit of faith. They are heroes of the faith because they heard from God. They believed it. They took it. And they moved with it. They not only moved with it, they spoke it. You see young David as he's running running at Goliath. He spoke. He said, today, not tomorrow. Not next week. Today, I'll take you out. I'll feed your carcass to the birds of the air. Today, today is the last day for you. It's over. You've been challenging the armies of God. You've been yelling and screaming and shouting. Today, it's going to be over. Because I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord my God. You come against me with your spear. You come against me with your sword and I'll take that sword and I'll chop your head off. So he was speaking. He was speaking what was going to happen. That is the spirit of faith. You can, you can hear if someone has a spirit of faith or spirit of doubt and unbelief or spirit of fear. And faith and fear are very similar. They both believe and speak. Fear just believes The wrong stuff. Fear believes what the devil's trying to say. Fear believes the negative report. But the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our report? 
See, are you going to believe the report of the doctor or are you going to believe the report of God's word? When the doctor tells you, you only have three months to live, this is it for you. Is that what you're going to believe and speak or are you going to say, absolutely not? I believe God's report. I believe God's word. I will live and not die. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus from the top of my head down to the soles of my feet. The Lord is my healer. He is Jehovah Rapha. And just begin to praise him and begin to dance. Thank you, Lord, that I am healed. You are my healer. I am the healed of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm healed from the top of my head down to the soles of my feet. I'm healed and I'm strong. See, you have to believe it and you have to speak it. For many, it's not the lack of faith, but it's the lack of fight. That's why the Bible tells us to fight the good fight of faith. Because sometimes the things we're believing God for take time. Now, when it comes to healing, don't wait. Receive it now. But you may be believing God for a husband or a wife. You're a single right now. A godly woman and you believe in God for a godly man and maybe you're a godly man you believe in God for a godly woman I mean you may speak it but it doesn't mean the moment you walk out the door you're going to meet them in the parking lot because because there are certain things that in the plan and purpose of God that have to come together for it to manifest but you have to keep believing it and speaking it you may be you may you may ha you have you may have a mountain of debt in your life that you need to to remove and cast into the sea of forgetfulness. You may believe it. You may speak it. And then you expect the moment I go out in the parking lot. I'm going to check my bank account. And there's a million dollars. Or I'm going to check the, the balances. And everything's now canceled and zero. It may be. But sometimes it's not. Most of the time. We expect a lot of things to happen quickly. We, might, we want God to things, do things real quickly. But then there's a process that God has to take us through as well. And maybe it's. Maybe you know. And it's not, you know, we just want the easy way out. God just canceled my debt. No, the Lord gives you an idea that creates wealth and you pay off your debt. He gives you a word like he gave the woman. The prophet's wife who had died because he was non-profit. And left her with debt. So that means prophets don't know everything. This prophet just didn't know how to handle finances, I guess. And now... Her two sons are about to be taken away to pay for the debt. And the prophet comes and gives her a word. Go and collect all the empty vessels from the neighborhood. Bring them in. What do you have in the house? I got nothing but a little jar of oil. That's a starting point. We got seed. Keep pouring, keep pouring. As she kept pouring, now every vessel is filled. Oh, wonderful. I got all this oil. What do I do with it now? She still has debt. She's got all this oil. She had a miracle. She had a supernatural miracle of this oil being multiplied, but she still has debt. Wonderful. I got this miracle. What now? Here comes the second part. Go and sell all that you have, pay off your debt and live on the rest. She had to get involved. God, she actually became a businesswoman. A housewife became a businesswoman. And so that's a part of faith, stepping out. To do things you've never done before. She'd never sold oil in her life. But that was the way for her breakthrough. Because the breakthrough anointing is something that comes on you when you take God's word and you believe it. And you do what God's told you to do. You do your part and then God does his part. Amen. And notice it's called a breakthrough because there has to be a breaking. Breakthrough. You're going to have to go through things as you're broken. 
Maybe that fear has to be broken off of you. Maybe that pride has to be broken off of you. Maybe that mindset that you're never going to amount to anything because you come from a poor family and your family's never, no one ever in your family has ever done anything. You're going to have to break that mindset and go through it and get to the other side. Hallelujah. And I prophesy to you today, many of you are going to do things you never thought was possible. Because God's going to energize an idea and a vision in your life and you're going to take a hold of it. And there's going to have to be a breaking. Maybe that pride will have to be broken. I could never do that. Okay. Then you'll never have that. Sometimes it's what holds people back. Well, I don't know what people will think of me. Then you have to break out of people's opinions. The fear of man has to break for you to break through. But God's word always comes to break things off of your life. And you have to let the word break things. Hallelujah. This is not a church you come to and just sit and be, remain the same. I can tell you that right now. It's not a church you come to and just have your ears tickled. And, and I'm just going to tell you everything's fine. God loves you. It's all wonderful. Yet people's lives are a mess. There are other churches for that. You can go, you'll hear a little 20-minute self-help message and they'll give you a, a, a bag of popcorn on the way out. But it's not that one. This is the one where you get challenged. That's why I've had people say, say to me over the, and I heard this in Turkey, I heard this now in America. They said, Pastor, I'm going to go to a, a safe church. I kid you not, I've literally had people tell me, I'm going to go, what happened to you? I'm going to another church. It's safe. The world will come to challenge you. The world will come to break things off of you. You have a measure of faith, but that measure can also be increased. But you are the one to increase it, not God. So God gives you like a starter pack. You know, you start a new business, you get like a little starter pack. But then you have to increase it. You have to put in the work to increase. So your faith will only grow when you put in the work. How do you increase your faith? This measure of faith is increased by you doing two things. Number one, feeding on the word of God. Feeding your spirit. Feeding your spirit. Amen. Exact same way that physical growth and strength happens. You have to put the right food into your body. But then you have to also exercise. So then second part is exercising your faith. Your faith has to be exercised. It's not enough just to feed on the word of God. Then you have to exercise it by putting it into practice. And when you've been faithful with little, God will give you more. Nobody starts out at the top. It's always the little things. And, and you'll, you'll have a, a little step to take. And then God will bless it. And then you shall see the increase as you obey. And then God will give you the next step. And God will give you the next step. And, and the steps will be bigger. And then the steps will be faster. Hallelujah. Your faith has to be exercised. How do you exercise your faith? By speaking it 
and by putting things into practice. Feeding on the word of God. Faith comes by hearing God's word. What kind of hearing am I talking about? I'm talking about hearing with your spiritual ears. Two people can come to the same service, sit next to each other, hear the same exact word. They'll hear it physically. But the condition of their heart to hear it spiritually, as Jesus said, let those who have ears hear what the Spirit says to the church. So it's one thing what Pastor Corey is saying or some preacher is saying, but then what is the Holy Spirit saying? I'll preach a message. I'll preach a message on faith. After the service, somebody comes to me and goes, that was a great message on, on, on putting my marriage back together. I'm thinking, what? <laughs> That's what they heard. Holy Ghost spoke to them about how to get, get things, you know, into the next level in their marriage. You preach on finances, somebody gets healed. That was a great message on healing. What? I, was, I wasn't even. It's what they heard. So two people can come and hear Two different things, because the Holy Spirit will speak to you what you need to hear. Not what you want to hear, what you need to hear. One will take it, believe it, grab that word, say, that's my word, and I'm going to take it, I'm going to believe it, I'm going to put it into practice, I'm going to exercise my faith by doing it. I'm not just going to be a hero of the word only, but I'm going to be a doer. And the other can, can sit there and go, ah, you know, and then doubt and unbelief creeps in and they struggle with the word, you know. Oh, they just want my money. Well, that's that weird church where they lay hands on people. People roll around the floor. Why are they all laughing? Because they're happy. We're happy people. Christians are supposed to be happy. Joy is the fruit of the spirit. Not depression. Why are they running around? Fire hit their feet. Why are they falling? Because they can't stand up anymore. Signs and wonders move of the Spirit of God. But if you don't stumble over that and you open your heart to hear what the Spirit has to say to you, change will take place. Because when you hear Faith comes. That word you hear will produce faith. I had somebody come to me and say, you know, I was just reading the Bible, Pastor, but it doesn't make any sense. I said, wonderful. She looked at me. I said, the Bible, the word of God was not given to make sense. It was given to make faith. It makes faith. It's the word of faith. It's the seed of faith. Like Peter said, you were born again of incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. When you heard the gospel, that was a seed that was sown into your heart. You believed it and you received it. Just like we had an altar call. People heard the gospel preached. I called them. They responded. Why do I have to go up there? I'll just sit here and come up here and respond. Put, put feet to your faith. Respond to the word. Respond to the word. That's why there's an invitation. And then every time God's word comes, 
it demands a response. And the more you keep hearing the word and refusing to respond to it, the more you will harden your heart. Your heart will become hardened and desensitized to the word you're hearing. That's why you have to take the word at face value. You have to take the word of God and, and as hard as it could be. Sometimes it's wonderful, encouraging. Sometimes it's corrective. As Paul said to Timothy, preach the word in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort. Two-thirds of preaching should be reproving and rebuking, and one-third should be exhorting. But if all we want is exhortation, then you have to go down to the seeker-friendly megachurch and watch a movie and just hear a little exhortation. But that's why people don't change and grow because the word will come to challenge you. The word will come to correct mindsets and correct directions in your life. And I don't know about you, but I want correction. Because whom God loves, he corrects. That means if I'm receiving correction, I'm actually receiving the love of God. So you have to allow the word to come and train your spirit. Hearing the word will produce faith when you believe it. And now that you have the word in you, you're believing it. First way to you, the, the first step to releasing faith is speaking it. As we looked at having the same spirit of faith, we believe, therefore we speak. You have to believe God's word and you have to speak it. What you believe and what you speak has to line up. What you believe and what you speak has to match. The word of God is near in our heart and in our mouth. What does that mean, the word of God being near? Come and stand next to me here. Okay. Now he's near. Go over there. Way over there. He's far. He's, we're both out of the camera. Thank you. He's far now. I can't reach. I can't reach him. Come though. When you're near, I can reach him. And I can touch him. The word of God is near you. What does that mean? Every word in the Bible, every promise in the Bible is near. It's close enough for you to reach out and receive it. It's not far. The devil wants you to think it's too far. You'll never get there. You'll never have it. It's a lie. He's a liar. It is close enough for you to receive it. I believe it. I take that word. It's mine. Thank you. Hallelujah. So you put the word in your, in your heart and you speak it. It's near. It's attainable. It will work for you. It's God's word for you. You make it yours. You say it's mine. Hallelujah. So feed on the word. Feed on the word. Build up yourself on your most holy faith. Jude 20 says, building up, up yourselves, dearly beloved. Who's the beloved here today? Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Faith is called holy. Faith is holy. Your faith is holy. It's sacred. How do you do that? Praying in the spirit. What does it mean, what does it mean to pray in the spirit? Paul says, if I... If my spirit prays, my understanding is unfruitful. It doesn't make sense to my mind because I'm praying out of my spirit. And then he says, he who prays in a tongue edifies and builds up his own spirit. 
building up yourselves on your most holy faith. That means you're building up your spirit. You're doing spiritual exercise. Hallelujah. People go to the gym and do physical exercise. Some don't. But everyone should at least do something, at least go, go walking or something. But you've got to do physical exercise. But the Bible says physical exercise profits little. It's spiritual exercise that's going to really benefit you. What is spiritual exercise? Feeding on the word, putting the right fuel, right nutrition into your spirit, and then exercising your spirit. How do you exercise your spirit? Praying in tongues. And then, and, then, and then speaking the word. And then doing the word. That's how you exercise your spirit. You build up your spiritual muscles. Amen. And the first time you start, I mean, it's like, hey, if you go to the gym, first time you ever go to the gym, you better don't pick up that 50-pound dumbbell. You're going to hurt yourself. You start with the five pound, maybe with the one pound. I don't know. But you do some reps for a few weeks, then you increase the weight. Then you increase the weight again. And that's the same way. Sometimes people, they're out there, they're trying to, you know, believe God for this big humongous thing, but they haven't even believed God for the simple things. So you have to believe God where you're at. Exercise your faith where you're at and just keep moving forward and take thing, you know, take this thing out and then move to the next one and take that one out and just apply your faith. Your faith has to be focused. Your faith has to be applied. You have to have a target for your faith. You have to have a specific target for your faith. You cannot pray generic, general prayers. Your prayers have to be specific. And if you're married, husband and wife, get in agreement together for that thing you're believing for. Make sure that you're in agreement because she could be praying for one thing. You could be praying for another thing and it's not going to work. You have to come into that prayer of agreement. If you're single, then agree with the word of God. Or come and I'll agree with you. Or find a prayer a partner, a, a, a brother or sister in the Lord that can agree with you. But it's important to also have the prayer of agreement because when two on earth shall come together and agreeing, touching anything in agreement, it shall be done for them by their Father in heaven. So one will chase a thousand, two will chase ten thousand. So the prayer of agreement, there's more power, more faith released. So that's why I say, hey, come up here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join my faith with you. And I'll, sometimes I'll say to the church, join your faith with me. We're believing God for this for the church. We're believing God for a new building, our own property. Join your faith with me in the name of Jesus. So we're going we're gonna to join our faith together and, and, and pray and believe and exercise, but not just sit around waiting for some building to just show up out of nowhere. We have to still go out and look. We have to still go out and negotiate. We have to still go out and put in the work. And sometimes the negotiations get heated and they get challenging, but you go through it and you will break through. And the problem with many believers, they don't want to go through anything. They, they back off as soon as they, they, they're challenged. But let me tell you, adversity is good for your faith. It helps you because the resistance, the, 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 the weight that you're lifting. Amen. But if you've never believed God for $100, you can't go believe in God for $100,000. You got to start where you're at and grow and, and increase and get to go always be going to the next level. Always be improving. Always be believing God for the next thing. Your faith has to always be engaged. You can't just say, well, praise God. That was the big thing I was believing God for. I got that. Now I'm done. I'll just sit around. No, 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 no. Now you need to go to the next. Your faith has to always engage. It has to be active. You have to have something.
that you are believing and speaking into. Tongues will edify your spirit. That's spiritual exercise. Come on, say this after me. When I pray in tongues, I'm doing spiritual exercise. Amen. So tongues is not just something that we do for, an hour, uh, for a minute or two here on, on the platform or in the prayer meeting. You need to be praying in tongues all the time. In your home, in your car, in your work, whatever you do. Just always be praying in tongues. Heat up your spirit. Keep your spirit hot by praying in tongues. Keep generating power. And just walk the floor. In the mighty name of Jesus, I decree and declare. Hallelujah. And then just begin to speak and then pray in tongues and speak the word and have, have confessions according to the word of God. Develop a list of confessions. Make up some confessions. You can find books that have confessions of scriptures, but it's better that you go and make certain confessions for your own life. Whatever you believe in God for, get, find the word, find the scripture, and turn it into a personal confession. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. He leads me. He leads me. Hallelujah. To still waters. He leads me to green pastures. He, he leads me. Personalize it. Take the scriptures. Find the scriptures on finances. Find scriptures on healing. Build your faith up in every area. Don't just, you know, you can't just go work nothing but arms. You got big arms and skinny legs. You can't just go work just legs. You got to work the entire body in the same way. You got to work your entire spirit. That means you got to build your faith up in all the different areas. You build your faith up in the area of provision and finances. Build your faith up in the area of healing and health. Build your faith up in the area where you can overcome fear easily. Build your faith up in the area that... All the different areas because the area you neglect is the area the enemy is going to try to attack. So you want to be well-rounded spiritually. Amen. Is this helping anybody here today? Just felt I'll do some teaching. Hallelujah. Matthew 4, 4, but he answered and said... As it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Obviously, every word that proceeds out of his mouth is a spoken word. And a spoken word is a word that you hear. And that word you hear is what produces faith. It makes faith. It produces faith. And that's what feeds your spirit. Hallelujah. So praying in the spirit and feeding on God's word is what's going to build faith and build your spirit. The right fuel, the right food, the right nutrition for your spirit. Don't live on spiritual junk food. Hallelujah. Well, I just follow a ministry online. Do they even know who you are? And you'll have, you know what happens? You'll just have selective hearing. You'll only hear what you want to hear. But if you come here, Pastor Corey might talk to you a little bit to help you. Say, hey, you're doing wonderful in this area, but this area, you know, really want to see you do better in that area. 
Well, I'll just go watch online. They love me. You don't love me. I love you. That's why I'm telling you the truth. I just stay at home and I follow this uh, online ministry. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then you know what? When something goes wrong, they call me. And guess what? Pastor Corey just goes and walks in love and goes lay hands on them, pray with them, counsel them. You know what? Call the 1-800 counseling hotline. Maybe they'll, they'll see if they, they don't even know your name. Well, I'm sorry to say this is what we're dealing with now. That's what I have to deal with as a pastor, you know. And that's why also I'll tell you right now, I do not counsel people who don't come to church. I'll give them one opportunity to meet and greet. But if you want counseling, you need to come to the service. 80% of counseling is done in the service. You come under the anointing, you come under the word, you know. I had a man that just called every week. He was a Nigerian businessman. Pastor Godwin knows him. He used to call every week. I need counseling with Pastor Corey. And I'd just say, tell him. Okay, he called on a Tuesday. Okay, you know what? We got a Wednesday night service. We got Thursday night prayer. I got two services on Sunday. You come to all four and we'll talk again a week from now. Uh, nothing. Next week, I need counseling. Same thing, same thing. Finally, after like, I don't know, three, four times, he finally shows up. Comes to three, four, five services a week. Of course, the first service, he's at the altar call. Second service, baptizing the Holy Ghost on the floor. Third service, getting devils cast out of him. You know, other stuff. Fourth service, sitting there making adjustments. Actually, finally starting to tithe, you know, and whatever. He was a businessman because his business was struggling. A week later, you still need counseling? No, pastor. It's all. I don't need counseling. I can't counsel sin. I can't counsel sin out of you. I can't counsel the devil out of you. Amen. I mean, you know, you've, you've got to put in some work. And, if, and counseling, people come. Counseling, yeah, I'll sit and listen, but I'll give instructions. Do this, this, this. Week later, can I come for another counseling appointment? Have you done this, this, this? No. Okay, then why do you need more counseling? It's going to be the same counseling session. I can just do it right now on the phone in one minute. Do this, this, this. Don't waste my time. Because it's the application of the word that's going to change, bring about change. It's the application. It's you exercising the word that's going to begin to change the circumstances. When you change, your circumstances change. And so God's working on you to change mindsets, to change ideas and actions and the way you speak. And so change the way you speak. If you've been speaking fear and doubt and lack, change ASAP, immediately. Begin to speak the word. Begin to speak provision. Amen. Hallelujah. Begin to speak life over you. Begin to speak healing over you. Begin to speak victory. Every morning you wake up. Thank you, Lord. I'm rising up to a new day. I'm going to walk in victory. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord. This day is going to be filled with miracles, signs, and wonders everywhere I go. I'm going to have favor everywhere I go. I'm going to have divine protection. Hallelujah. Your blessings are chasing me, overtaking me. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed coming out. Everyone I meet with, 
I'll have favor today. Hallelujah. You'll speak to me. You'll lead me. You'll guide me. This day is going to overflow with the supernatural in my life. This day is going to overflow with provision. This day is going to overflow and just begin to speak those things. I am more than a conqueror. I'm coming into this day. I'm conquering this day. Monday is my day. Tuesday is my day. Wednesday is the day. Hallelujah. Thursday is triple. Hallelujah. Friday, full. Hallelujah. Satur Saturday, saturated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And just keep speaking it. This is my day of double portion. Hallelujah. Just keep speaking the word. Believe it and speak it. Walk in that spirit of faith. And don't allow a spirit of fear. Look at what happened with the whole COVID thing. Church attendance went down 35% across America. Why? Because all those people got a spirit of fear. A spirit of fear took a hold of many Christians. Because they were lukewarm. They were backslidden. They didn't have substance in them to take them through. We put substance in you. Hallelujah. Some Christians are like a flat tire. There's no air. You need some pressure on the inside of you. When the air pressure in the tire is greater than the pressure coming from the, the surface, then it'll hold up. But when the air pressure goes low and then flat, it, it cannot carry the weight of the car. And you go through pressures in life, don't you? We all do. But when you have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, when you got the substance of the word, when you've been, you've been, you've been filled up and, and pressurized by the power of the Holy Ghost, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And you'll be able to go through life. No matter what adversity or pressure comes, you'll be able to go through it. And you'll come out on the other side in victory. Increase your faith and release it. All things are possible. God's going to do big things through your life. The bread of the word is the food for your body. I mean, for your, for your spirit. Just like bread is, the, is for your body, the word is for your spirit. The same way, food. The word of God is spirit. And faith is in your heart. That means your faith can grow. And I'll close with this. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3. 2 Thessalonians 1 and 3, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith grows exceedingly. And the charity or the love of every one of you all toward each other abounds. That means your love is growing as your faith is growing. Your faith grows exceedingly. So say this after me, my faith can grow, can increase. I can have great faith. You don't want to be one of those that Jesus says, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Why did you fear? You want to be the one that he says about, wow, I have not seen such great faith. You can have great faith. Your faith can grow. Your faith can increase. Let's stand up to our feet and lift our hands to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. 
Thank you, Lord. 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 Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Begin to pray in tongues. Begin to pray in the spirit. If anybody says, you know, what are you saying? You know, you need to interpret it. No, 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 I don't need to interpret it. It's not for you. It's just for me. I'm doing spiritual exercise. I'm building up my spirit. Amen. I'm pumping some iron right now. I'm, I'm doing some leg lifts. I'm doing some... Uh, Bicep curls. I'm, I'm, I'm strengthening my spirit. I'm exercising. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's do some more. Now we'll confess to her. Say this after me. I am a new creature in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I live, move, and have my being in Him. He will never leave me nor forsake me. God loves me. God likes me. I am a child of God. I am a doer of the Word. I am the head and not the tail. Whatever I put my hands to prospers. I do not lack. I will never lack. Drought and lack are far, far from me. I have godly wisdom. I have a full supply of everything I need. I am the healed of the Lord. My body is strong. I have lots of energy. I am at peace. I walk in peace with everyone. I walk in love and forgiveness. I have the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. I walk in divine health. The Word of God is working in me. I'm a blessing everywhere I go. My spirit rules over my flesh. I have self-control. I yield to the Holy Spirit. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. I have the love of God on the inside of me. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. Jesus has given me the victory. I have dominion here on earth. Satan has no place in my life. My heart is pure. My hands are clean. My lifestyle is pure. I operate in integrity. I make good choices. I love people. I'm a joy to be around. All the days of my life, I will walk in God's calling for my life. I know the voice of God. I hear His voice. Strange voices I do not follow. When I hear God's voice, I'm quick to obey. I always have more than enough. I will not worry. I will receive everything that God has for me. Now give the Lord a big shout. And that's it. That's what you got to do daily. Stay fit. Stay fit. Build up your spiritual immune system. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, 
Subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.